The presenting sponsor of Big Papa's is an extra hour of sleep. Could you use an extra hour of sleep so you can keep dreaming? Well, keep dreaming. It's time to wake up, Dad. The show's starting. Two guys talking about their babies and supporting their ladies. Talking about the struggle. Talking about Big Papa. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Big Papas, the podcast for modern dads. I'm Dan Worry Smith. I'm Pierre Hamilton. What up, Pierre? We're back. We are here again. Episode six. It's the final episode of season one. And if you've been listening up to this point and you're listening now, we just want to say thank you so much for being with us. Absolutely. We really appreciate you taking the ride so far. And uh, today we're talking about the paradigm shift. There's uh, a few different ways to look at this. The obvious place to start is what was your life like before you had a kid? And how did you make that transition into being a dad and finding that new footing in your new reality? Pierre, I know you have a lot of thoughts on the on the topic so let's just get right into it what was that shift what did it look like for you to go from a man about town unfettered with the baby to the guy with the baby at your hip at all times how'd you make the change yeah I think it was uh I remember we went out um like I think the it was a Friday night and uh, Zadie was born on uh Sunday afternoon uh Sunday evening and we just, Jess and I went out for a meal and then, I mean, again, in two days we were parents and I always knew that I was going to take time off. So I took two weeks off and, uh, it was needed because obviously, you know, again, if you listen to some of the other episodes and you know that like the first part we had some issues and complications to sort of get through. And so, you know, we had to drive to things. Jess doesn't have a license. I do so I was able to be there and help out during that early stage and so for me it was it's not like I had a plan written down or a thought or like you do this do this do this and it's all done but I just knew I wanted to be more than a breadwinner and I think that's really what we wanted to talk about a little bit today right I mean the idea of Big Pop as the podcast is really there's a way to dad in the past where it was just like, come home, you're the safety guy, you're the security guy, you're the money guy. Maybe the discipline guy the too. The discipline if you're guy lucky, right? too, yeah. <laughs> and and that's fine and that's the way it was, but we want to choose something a little bit different. We and we want to talk about that and explore what it means. And yeah. so, you know, I think both Dan and I I think would agree that be more than the breadwinner because the results are worth it. Right. Not only for your family, but for yourself and for your relationship with your kid. For sure. Well, we're going to have a special guest a little later on the show, uh, Adam Barnes, who's actually a stay at home dad. So it's going to be some really good perspective uh, on on exactly what you're talking about and kind of, you know, committing yourself uh, more than maybe the norm would dictate. uh, But finding some of those really good results in the process. Yeah. No, I mean, it looks so. Dan, I want to I want to share a little story with you. I was actually at. Um, Adam's uh, kid had a birthday party. Okay. Th- three, uh, three years old, and I'm there, and I'm talking with these these two moms, and uh, one of them, uh, her dad, uh, their parents live in Switzerland, and so I think they might have been there recently, and. I told her that, hey, we're she's like, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I do this. You know, this is my job. But I'm actually, I'm, I do a podcast. And I was, started explaining to her what the podcast was about. And she was like, oh, my God, this, that, that's so interesting. Which I was like, yeah, this is great. You want to come on the show and say that's that? That's right. It is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but 
what she did, what she said afterwards was something that really sort of stuck, stuck with me and that she said recently when she had went and visited her dad, her dad had sort of said, I regret just being the breadwinner. And, and, and he had said, I think he had talked to some of his, you know, his, uh, his fellow dads, uh, and, and was sort of the, basically the, the idea was the same. They were all like, we missed out. And, you know, I guess that's just a really interesting thing because I didn't want to miss out. And again, when we talk to Adam, we'll, we'll hear why, what his reasons are, but I didn't want to miss out. And, and, you know, again, for me, that was, that meant taking the time off at the beginning. Um, Jess and I talked about it, uh, initially when she was pregnant, but I said, I'm going to take paternity leave. If you like, if she, if there's time left, you know, in Canada, you get 12 months. It's now been changed. Uh, I think it's like 18 months, but, uh, she said, I'll take 10 months and you can take two months. And so in January, I took over parenting duties. I left my job. I, you know, closed down my phone, stopped checking for, uh, for work stuff. Yes. And just spent the time with my daughter. We woke up every morning. Uh, I got her ready. Every morning when I got her dressed, I would take a photo of us in the mirror. So I've got this collection of, nice. of just images of her in outfits, some better than others. I think I'm pretty good now. <laughs> like, I could dress her really well. Uh, but there's some missteps there. Uh, you can see the beginning of my, like, um, uh, my inability to do her hair and then like sort of like oh now i know how to do it right. yeah and that's like that's again part of the things that learned over time and so <laughs> yeah that's kind of like that's 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 for me what it is anyway right that's 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 what i think about um when i think about just doing it a bit differently what about you well one of the things i was i was thinking of as we were approaching this episode um and just thinking about the shift i know in in one of our previous episodes it might have been the one where we spoke to andrew I was talking about the moment on like kind of the first full day of goldie's life my daughter where i had this kind of molecular shift to this feeling of like oh this is my new reality all that matters is this child and our family and so i think i've kind of described that before one of the things um that i i hadn't even really remembered this until recently but i did pretty soon after goldie was born uh i've been an actor for many years and it's the kind of thing where for the last few years before goldie was born i'd book you know a thing or two a year but it kind of slowed down i wasn't working a ton and when you go to auditions especially for on-camera parts you know where you have a bunch of pieces of dialogue that you're reading, um, they expect you to learn the lines, at least in Toronto where we live and where I work mostly. Um, that's the standard. And so if you get a part that's worth reading for, you know, that's going to end up being a pretty big role, you might have five, six, seven, eight pages to memorize. And it's not necessarily that tough. Some are tougher than others. Some are, you know, more dense or whatever. Either way, it takes work to prepare it, and then it takes you know, time and work and energy to go out and audition for stuff. And I pretty soon after Goldie was born, after maybe the second or third audition I went to when she was already around and when I had to leave her and Zoe when I would rather have been with them, um, I said, you know what, this this isn't worth it anymore. And it was the kind of thing that I remember at the time if going through the thought process was a bit of a tough thing because it was a thing I had done. You know, I'd, I'd been an actor since I was a kid, really, 12, 13 years old. And just, you know, going out to read for stuff and booking a couple things a year but not booking most things, that was just kind of like part of my life. I was just used to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but letting go of that and recognizing that, A, it wasn't breaking the bank to give it up, um, that I... 
I was, you know, professionally and also creatively fulfilled elsewhere. Those kind of made it easier. But really, it was just that idea of like, I don't need to put any extra worry or, you know, to take all of this time in a day, especially when, to be honest, you know, at least half of the time I would read for stuff, I'd kind of be thinking like, they shouldn't give me this part, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Occasionally I'd read for a thing and I'd be like, well, I, I really think I did a good job and I think I'm right for it and I'd be disappointed not to get this one. But a lot of them, I'm kind of like, are they just are they just filling a list out? Like, are they just, <laughs> they just want 20 people to read, but they really know that it's going to be one of these three? And anyways, but that was the kind of thing that a few years ago, I never would have thought of it. Like being an actor was a, a part of me, you know? And it was something that I took pride in, especially when I would get a role that I really cared about or, or when I felt like I really knocked something out of the park. Um, so that was, you know, as we kind of approached this this recording today, one of the things that was on my mind of just something that I wouldn't have done previously or even considered that then became a really easy decision to make. It was like, oh, I'll get all of this time back. You know, and I said to my agent, I was like, hey, I'm not like jumping ship to go to another agency or something like if I want to get into acting again, like I'm going to call you, you know, and and he totally understood, too. He, he's got kids. And um, so that's that, that was one of the things early on. And man, it was just a weight, a weight off of my shoulder shoulders to know that I, I didn't have to stress out you know you get that call and it's like oh I got to learn seven pages of stuff in the next 24 hours and then drive out commute you know 40 minutes out to the other end of the city and then sit in a waiting room and then you know it, put yourself on display for people as an actor like there's stress there's stress involved you know so um anyways that was that was kind of uh that was one of the big shifts for me okay um and as we're here on episode six um we're actually kind of going through a paradigm shift with the podcast itself. Um, so we wanted to do a bit of a state of the union, I guess, kind of catch up with people. You know, if you listen to episode zero, our introduction to the podcast, you hear me talk about how my daughter's about to turn one. Uh, well, Goldie is actually almost one and a half now. So that'll give you an idea of what our production schedule was like over the course of this first season. We recorded uh, a bunch of stuff. We're now doing episode six to kind of wrap the season up uh, and Pierre and I are looking forward to season two where we're going to start to mix it up and maybe do some different types of things. So, you know, not only is this the theme of Paradigm Shift as a dad, but we're also talking about where the podcast is headed. Absolutely. It's, uh, well, I've got an, actually an update because uh, that first episode that we did, episode zero, mm -hmm. if Omar can do it, so can I. I just want to send a little shout out because Omar just had uh, his second kid what? the other day. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think uh, we'll probably do it, definitely do a check in with him uh, so we can uh, we can see how he's doing now that he's got two. Uh, so I did want to mention that. Um, yeah, I think when, you know, we've been listening to the feedback, uh, which has been sort of really helpful, you know, you put something out there and then you're never quite sure you've got your, your own interpretation of what it is or what it shouldn't be or what you want it to be. Uh, <laughs> and hearing, I think different things back, we've, we've realized that there, there are some, some tweaks we can make some, some new elements we want to bring in and, and that's what you'll, you'll start to see. So we really want you to stick with us over the next season. We're going to, we're going to come, I think before we, we, uh, get to season two two we actually have some 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 extra sort of bonus material that will probably shape into into mini episodes and uh share those over the next couple of weeks uh and yeah i think that's a dan dan i think pretty much summed it up but we're just looking to get better do different things again keep exploring this idea of what it means to be a modern dad and, and again happy that you guys have joined us and, and want you guys to stick around as well 
Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for for being here with us thus far, dads. And uh, if there's any moms out there listening, I know that that I've reached out and sent the pod to a couple of moms and gotten some great feedback. So, you know, we really appreciate that. It seems like maybe maybe a good opportunity to say all praise to the moms. Praises too. We love love you. you. (laughs) Oh man, I was synced up. We didn't even we didn't rehearse that, folks. We didn't rehearse that, moms. We promise. All right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, shift into a little break now. Absolutely. Uh, when we come back, we're actually going to talk to uh, we're going to check in with uh, a dad friend of ours who uh, just had his second child. So oh. that's a paradigm shift oh. for you. I'm rubbing Something my hands. I can't about. wait to hear. <laughs> and uh, and we're going to talk to our uh, stay at home dad pal, Adam Barnes, as well. Uh, glad you're with us here for episode six of Big Papa's. We'll be right back. Bye. Big Papa's is brought to you by all the time you wasted in your 20s. Wouldn't it be nice to get back even a few of the 14,000 hours you spent playing video games stoned to the bejesus now that you've got a kid and time is so precious? Ugh, that would be nice. Yeah. All right, it's time to do a Big Papa's dad check-in where we give a call to one of our pals who's either got a pregnant wife or maybe a newborn baby or is otherwise experiencing one of the the major milestones of fatherhood. Uh, On the line, I have my buddy Jer. Uh, Jer has uh, a daughter. um, It's been around for a few years and a brand new newborn daughter. I think she's two days old at this point. Uh, Jer, thanks for being with us. Uh, chat a little bit about what you're going through right now. Yeah. So so right off the bat, I would say that, you know, despite everyone's hilarious retellings of the difficulties of dadhood, it's absolutely not to be missed. Um, honestly, wouldn't miss it for anything. And uh, I absolutely respect anyone's decision to not be a parent or to choose to not procreate. But you're uh, you're missing something pretty fantastic, and what I found to be like both existentially and selfishly like one of the most fulfilling parts of my entire life. Um, the second kid was really wonderful. The first kid, you are just absolutely terrified of your own shadow, and the second kid, it's all a little bit more familiar, so you can actually enjoy it a little bit more, which is quite nice. Nice. And as far as the the childbirth experience this time around, did anything interesting or unusual happen or was it pretty much what you're expecting? Uh, Very much what you're expecting. I mean, childbirth, we did a a hospital birth at Mount Sinai. So the routine was very similar and sort of all the the routine pieces of it. Uh, The staff was fantastic. The nurses were amazing. We're all very comfortable. We felt very safe. Uh, it's it's a long process. I mean, Laura first went into lay, started going to labor around two thirty in the morning, and our baby June didn't arrive until seven o six p.m. the next day. So you're uh, you're in it. Um, as a second time dad, I didn't expect our baby would be early. I was still not smart enough to pack a proper hospital bag. <laughs> so that's uh, that's something for you dads. Maybe maybe have less hubris than I did. That's so funny. June is a great name, and your other daughter Dagny is she three now? Dagny's three and a half. So you got a three and a half and what, a three days old, two days old now? Two, day, two days old. So what? just tell me about your, your day today or kind of what are you doing as a dad at this stage where you have a second kid and it's totally brand new and you, and you also have a three and a half year old and you have your wife who just, who just gave birth? So uh, the key thing is to have support. If you live in the same city as your in-laws, it's a, it's a major help. I mean, for the two days that we were in hospital, um, 
my mother-in-law as well as my mom and Laura's siblings all pitched in and helped out and took great care of Dags. Uh, took a lot of stress off us and then Laura's mom was able to bring Dags to the hospital which was lovely today after you know a long night of relatively little sleep we ended up walking the neighborhood which Dan I don't have to tell you is one of the great advantages of living at St. Clair West (laughs) or or somewhere central is you know you can get out and just have a really nice safe day around the neighborhood Um, at first we were all together and then at some point the baby really just needed to go home and feed. And I took our three and a half year old to a park with a friend of hers, uh, friends of ours, and just sort of killed some nice time. We're going to a birthday party this afternoon. Um, we were pretty adventurous just because things were okay. Laura didn't need a C-section or anything. So she's feeling very well. We were all going to go to a birthday party, but uh, about an hour ago, she sort of hit the wall a little bit. So I think I'll take Dags and Laura will stay home with the baby. Nice. But you're getting out there. You got to get out there. I mean, you go a bit (laughs) stir crazy. Like I said, with the first kid, you're very nervous. Everything's very much buttoned down and you're staying in the house. With the second kid, you often will wake, you know, assuming everything's okay. The circumstances really change depending on the type of delivery, the health of the mom and the baby. But if everything's okay, then you sort of, you get out in the world and you start living. Well said. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay. Is there anything else that you want to say just about, you know, the, the way the last maybe couple of weeks or a couple of days have gone or your mindset at the moment? Anything else you want to convey? I'm very hopeful. I mean, listen, obviously the real exhaustion is going to set in over the next couple of months. The first, the first three months are a battle. It's about survive more than thrive. But uh, it's like like anything in life. It's it's worth you know, anything that's worth doing comes with some difficulty, and that's uh, that's your first three months. Yes, man. Well, I, I, Zoe and I really can't wait to meet June and uh, Mazel Tov to you and Laura and Dags. Uh, we look forward to seeing you again. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Thanks for having me. Send my love to Golda. You got it. All the best from Big Papa's, Jer. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks, team. Bye. Yeah. Welcome back to Big Papas. I'm Pierre Hamilton. I'm Dan Worry-Smith. This, as you know, is episode six. We're talking about the paradigm shift, looking at a different way to dad. Uh And we've got a special guest on the phone right now. Adam Barnes is a stay-at-home dad and a former artist manager. Adam, can you say what's up? What's up, everyone? How are you? Awesome, awesome. We we had some phone issues, but they're they've been corrected seemingly now. So we're gonna (laughs) proceed and hope everything goes well. (laughs) <laughs> so, Adam, we're yes. talking about this. We're talking about this idea of of a different way to dad, and you know, being maybe more than the breadwinner. Um, and so, mm-hmm. what we wanted to ask you is, why did you decide to be a stay at home dad? Well, you might have answered it right there. I think I wasn't the breadwinner. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and it was an interesting time, right? As my son Moya turned one, um, there was a certain political shift in the world uh, that kind of happened south of us. And uh, I don't know, it just, there was sort of one day where it kind of dawned on me. It's like, man, someone really needs to take hold of this youth and teach them. And, you know, and then I was kind of thinking about Moya and I was like, this is my responsibility, our responsibility to really, you know, get in there and, and kind of teach these kids I don't know, kind of the moral compass has kind of shifted a bit, you know? So I don't know. I just was, I thought it was a really great time to kind of spend with him 
And, you know, right through those years where he's learning language and learning all about the world. And, you know, I just wanted to be there, I think, and kind of guide him and teach him and answer his questions. And the more I started doing it and the more I started spending time with him, I was like, I really love this. And this is probably one of the most rewarding things I've ever done. That's amazing. You know, for sure. So, uh, and it continues to be so every day and every day is a surprise. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty special. So it's been a couple of years now? Yeah, two years Two years of, yeah, kind of being stay-at-home dad. Nice. I, I, mean, I think one of the things that's most obvious to ask is how do people respond, you know, when you tell them you're a stay-at-home dad, just because that's not the kind of thing that is all that common. I'm sure you've dealt with a bunch of different reactions. How, how have you found it just kind of saying to people, hey, this is what I'm up to these days. This is how we're parenting. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't. I mean, a lot of people are, are surprised, which is which I actually kind of find weird because – it's my child. Why wouldn't it be my responsibility <laughs> to raise it, right? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I'm just one, one person in a party of two doing But yeah, uh, I mean, some people kind of what, like, what, what, what do you, what do you do though? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you do? What do you, what's your person? And then, like, right now, I'm so just kind of focused on being a dad, and it really became less about me. So when I'm answering that question to people, it's it, it just kind of perplexes me because I'm not really kind of thinking about me and. In my stuff and it's like i got a kid he's really young and i'm going to teach him when he's five and he goes to school and all that yeah cool let's think about me a bit more then but right now i think it's a lot about him okay and how did you so so two years ago when you decided to make the shift how did you how did you make it happen well you know i think you know our our, our situation we we're kind of fortunate that we're able to do it I mean, you know financially you know, my, my, my wife does well, so we were kind of able for me to step back. I wasn't bringing as much money and kind of offsetting with the cost of daycare and things like that. It really didn't make logistical sense. You know, you factor in, you know, TTC passes and blah, blah, and I was like, this doesn't make sense. And also my job was sort of a, you know, a 24-hour job in a way that I, I kind of always had to get an email and I'm here to the ground and what's happening with everyone. So it really took a time away and it just having that time being put that effort into him and financially, you know, we were fortunate and, and, and we're able to do it. So, you know, I think it's rare, especially in Toronto, being able to do that. Uh, but you kind of have to live close. You live close to home, you know, cook at home all the time and stuff like that. But uh, it's been a really great way to live for the last couple of years. <laughs> so what is a, what is a typical day at home? So Moya is with you. What is it? What is a day in the life of a stay at home dad look like? Man? Well, it's uh, yeah, it's like, you know, personal chef, stylist, <laughs> <laughs> park companion. Yeah. I mean, the days is, you know, you get up and I mean, the great, one of the great things is that we have time to have breakfast at leisure, Right. So I can kind of make sure that he eats really well. Uh, we get to hang out for a bit and like play. And sometimes, you know, I got, I got some, in the last few years, I guess, got some educational like workbooks and stuff like that. So, you know, sometimes we'll take a few minutes and try to do that. Uh, and then often sort of, you know, around 11, we're going to a park. <laughs> then we head back in the afternoon nap. And then, then we kind of, then Bubba cooks dinner. <laughs> Is that Bubba? <laughs> that's the name? That's what he calls you? That's what he calls me, yeah. Nice. What are the heavy hitters in your household? What are you cooking? What are you going back to that you like to cook? He is a chicken and sauce guy. Loves chicken and sauce. <laughs> sure. What kind of sauce is it? 
Are you talking like a plum uh, sauce or? Like, like, well, like, a, like a, I guess like a curry sauce. Oh, I feel like one day I might want to stay at home and, yeah, and come try this meal, yeah, actually. Come for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Big Papa's feel. Well, trip. I got to say, I mean, my my cooking got a lot better when I had a lot more time. I mean, like, during the winter, I can throw in a roast in the afternoon because I'm home, right? Nap time. <laughs> Pop in a roast. <laughs> yeah, mom comes home. It smells great. You're like this. So, that you know what? That's a That's a great point because... What I'd like to hear a little bit maybe, and maybe what our listeners would like to hear is a little bit how um, how this has changed your the dynamic with, with your wife and, and your family life. How has it changed that dynamic? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's changed all that much. I mean, I think I was always, I always kind of liked doing these things at home. And this has kind of allowed me to do, just to elaborate on that, to be more, you know, I can I can do more cooking. I can do more cleaning. I can do more stuff around the house, and it changed our relationship. I don't I don't think it necessarily has, but I think guys probably know as you move on with the child and as you move on in your in your relationship with your partner, it all evolves. So it's kind of hard to compare what it was before to what it is now because there's been so many things that have changed along the way. On the topic of change, you know, I'm wondering if we can go back a little bit to before you even had the kid. Uh, it sounds like you probably had a pretty interesting job in artist management. I, I know that can mean any number of things, but uh, I wonder what that kind of shift looked like from your previous professional life not having a kid to just having a kid. And, you know, maybe that takes us into the transition to stay at home dad. But that seems like an interesting job. I'd love to hear kind of what that period was like in your life. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I had worked several jobs, like through my 20s, mostly at restaurants and stuff. I had previously been a musician, so I kind of uh, got into the music business after going back to school. And so I ended up on the artist management side, uh, you know, managing musicians, helping with tour logistics, that sort of stuff is kind of where I was. Um, and I mean, I, I love the work and I really, really liked the idea of helping musicians a lot make their art. Like that was that was what really excited me about it. Um, and like any business, you get in there and it's a hard business. <laughs> it's about money. And uh, some of the art got lost in it sometimes for me. Um, so it seemed like the right time to leave, I think, and, and kind of make a transition to kind of focusing on, on this part of my life and, and, and Moya. And I think I sort of alluded to it before, but the email and things like that really started to interfere with kind of the other parts of my life and, and the stress. There's a lot of stress that came with it too. Right. And I kind of found it hard to coexist with stress and parenting. Mm, <laughs> As you is, guys know. Yeah, it's not, uh, it's not easy. <laughs> then it leads to frustration. And, you know, I think over the last you know few years, it's, it's really been teaching myself and also teaching him is to manage, manage frustration and manage, you know, try to be patient and, you know, that's probably one of the big things I've learned and probably he's learned over the last few years is just kind of set that base. It's like once you're once you're able to stop and not be frustrated about things and and, and you can see them, just, you know, think clearly and figure things out. But once you get frustrated, they can really, really lose focus and really snap. Adam, thank you very much 
for Thanks, sharing guys. that with us and thank you for sharing that with our listeners again we're we're always here trying to sort of expose people to the different the different ways to dad and i think your experience is uh, is one that you know while maybe it's strange to the majority uh maybe more and more it can start to become the norm and and i think again it's it's obviously yeah. up to each individual family to to choose what works for them but uh yeah we're just glad that you were able to share your story and that you're able to sort of do your thing yeah, I think, yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks yeah. for being with us, Adam. I, th- I think the, the the big takeaway for me and, and maybe for some of the listeners as well is, and not just for dads, but, you know, moms too, the idea that you had said, hey, the stress related to the work you were doing maybe didn't really fit into the new uh, lifestyle where now you have a kid and, and there's a bigger family. And I do think, um, you know, it's easy for people to get stuck in the, in the trap of, well, this is the work that I do and whatever it takes to get that work done, that's what brings the money in. And, you know, mm-hmm. obviously not everyone can afford maybe to have one person at home all the time or but I do think that mindset that says hey is it worth it to be extra stressed just because that's kind of the way things have been or maybe there's a way to kind of shift your perspective a little bit to prioritize that quality time spent with the family and that maybe it's a long-term commitment and I was really glad to hear that from you and uh, mm-hmm. you know I th- really in- inspired to hear about a stay-at-home dad who's really enjoying it uh, and who has such uh, great reflection on it so uh, we really appreciate yeah. you taking the time today awesome I just keep having kids so I can stay stay at home dad forever I hope that's the plan right <laughs> well then we will definitely come back and check in with you when that is the case yes sir so keep us posted sounds good alright thanks Adam alright guys alright have a good guys. one Take care. thank you Adam bye and uh, we will be back to wrap up episode 6 here and wrap up season 1 that's true we did it oh my gosh it's almost over <laughs> not just yet we'll be yeah uh, we'll be right back we'll be right back to wrap it up here on Big Papas yeah Support for Big Papas comes from outdated parenting standards according to your parents. Wait, you mean safety regulations have evolved since the 80s? Just duct tape that kid to the backseat and let's run errands in the car for the next five hours. I love you, Mom. Welcome back to Big Papas, episode six. Hey, y'all. Yo, yo, yo. All right. We're almost at the end of the show. I'm getting a little misty, Pierre. I know, man. To be honest with you. Hold on. (laughs) You were going to say that was bad acting. Pierre's mocking my yeah. mistakes. <laughs> Dan, I want to read to you uh, a few names. Just as we wind up the episode, just a, a few names. Uh, Ward Cleaver. Oh, okay. Uncle Phil. Oh, yeah. Homer Simpson. I know this one's a little bit controversial. Cliff Huxtable. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, the character himself the character, still yeah, good guy. What's to say? Uh, Uncle Jesse, Joey, Danny. Uh, Daddy Pig, Carl Winslow, <laughs> and then th- these last two I really want you to think about. Nick Russo. Do you know where that's from? I'm Bl- drawing a blank. Blossom. Oh, yeah. Okay, for sure. And Tony Michelli. Oh, yeah. Who's the boss? Yeah. So here's the thing. We were talking about this paradigm shift and a different way to dad. And as I was going through and just like being like, oh, who are the dads that I'm, you know, from TV that I could think of, I went through this list. And then I was looking and I was like, yeah, none of these dads was really a stay-at-home dad or a different kind of dad other than Nick Russo and Tony Michelli. And what happened in both of those instances? The mom died. Like, it's, I, I just want to, like, I don't know if this is just me thinking this, but, like, sure. in, in TV and pop culture, the only way the dad steps up is if the mom is dead. Right. And I just thought that was a weird thing. I was, I was going through it, and I was like, man, 
Yeah. Like, did you pull Nick Russo by memory, or did you have to look up? I had name? to look it up right. because I would. But I just was thinking, like, I was like, who are the other dads like that were solo? Like, and it was harder to think sure. of like who it was. And that's think, a good one. And then Tony, like, who's the boss? Like this dude just and he was lit- he literally went in and was like, I'm gonna be your like cleaner, like house maid. Right. And again, but only because the mom was out of the picture, right? Passed away, I think. Did we ever find out who the boss was? I think it was definitely Angela. Sure. Yeah, like sure. for sure. Not she was Tony. A, no, I think like he, like he, maybe they co-bossed in the end. Like it was kind of sort of like they were like bonded and kind of formed this new thing. But right. yeah, I mean, that's just, I just want to throw that out there into the world. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I like it. I like it. <laughs> We've talked a lot about TV dads, not enough on the podcast, but just between you and I, uh, you know, that idea of how does pop culture tell us dads are expected to behave and what is the actual reality like? Yeah. I mean, you know, this this shift is it's a big shift. It's a societal shift. Right. Um, and I think a lot of people, ourselves included, are still kind of figuring out what that shift looks like. What does it look like? Uh, well, <laughs> we're we're figuring out what the next season of Big Papas looks like. Uh, we've been in studio with you uh, pretty much exclusively here for season one. We're going to try to get out into the field and do some recordings, maybe, you know, actually in the wild, us with our kids, us interacting with other dads. So you're actually in the environment instead of just hearing us talk about it. Um, you know, we're going to explore a lot of the other topics that we haven't got to yet. There's, you know, sleep, um, media, how do you expose your kid? How do you, you know, control what you expose your kids to, um, uh, health, you know, how do you approach fitness and making sure your kids are aware of being healthy, but also not overbearing them with any ideas of like body image or whatever the expectations are, you know, you know, we're going to get into some stuff too, about like that helicopter parenting that like, you know, do you, do you let your kid experience the world or do you, you know, sort of wrap them in bubble, in bubble wrap and, (laughs) and, and pitch them out and, you know, the, Oh, Hey, you know what? Anything that happens to you will just bounce off. Don't worry about it. We got you. <laughs> and we would really love, you know, if you listeners out there are engaged enough to take the time, we'd love to hear from you on, on what kind of stuff you'd like to hear discussed. Or, you know, if, if you have an interesting story to tell yourselves, we, we really want to include the audience as much as we can and make this a conversation because, uh, you know, Pierre and I are far from experts. We're just here learning along with everyone else and, and doing our best to be open hearted and reflective and, and try to continue you bringing this shift in a positive direction absolutely and i think after season two we'll be experts so after season two we'll be experts yeah. we'll definitely like, i think be that, that's the like, that's right yeah and multi-millionaires i would assume yes yeah, so that's what this podcasting that... industry is all about right monetization 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 gotta make that money that's why we're in it folks <laughs> as you can tell i know you can tell so you can find us at big papa's podcast at gmail.com we're on twitter we're on instagram and uh we would absolutely love to hear from you whatever it is that you want to impart uh give us some feedback uh, give us a shout out it would really mean a lot and uh i guess that's that's it yeah this is it man it feels like just yesterday we were in here talking about how pumped we were to be recording recording the the podcast (laughs) i know and now we did it we sure did well we uh we've recorded uh season one here at uh audio process at lynx music in downtown toronto shout out to lynx you can check them out at lynx music that's lynx like the feline jungle mountain cat i mean yeah the way you're saying all of those like 
with confidence. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, that's it's accurate. Lynx, like the feline jungle mountain, mountain cat. cat. Yep. Feline Lynx. jungle mountain cat. <laughs> Lynxmusic.ca. <laughs> they cover a lot of ground. Those Lynx. Uh, Trey and Cass were our engineers this season. A huge thanks to to the two of them. Our theme song was made by Matt Worry Smith. Our logo was designed by Hannah Worry Smith. And we want to give a shout out to all our guests this Absolutely. season. Absolutely. We want to thank Louis Calabro, Shannon Lee Simmons, Mercedes Montagnus, Andrew Addison, Lisa Thacker, and of course Adam Barnes, who was on today's episode. Uh, again, thank you, everyone. We will be also reaching out maybe in the future with with some of those guests just to do catch up, see where they're at, what they're doing in their lives, how their families are growing, what they're thinking about, what they're seeing in terms of being a modern dad. So that's that's it. I mean. The only thing we got to do, Dana, I think there's a shout out that we wanted to do. Shout out to GarageBand for helping us put this together. Oh, oh man. Shout out to MacBook MacBook Pros. Uh, also, Yo, give Podbean. a little love to the MacBook Air while oh, we're at right. it. Oh, okay? right. Let's not forget the Air. Air. Uh, your little phone guy. also helped. Your phone helped. Oh, my God. Thanks uh, to my phone. Google Docs. Google Docs. Came in very have, handy. Couldn't have done it without you, Google Big Docs. Big shouts to Glasses of Water. Oh, Glasses of Right here. Hold on. Keeping let me us take refreshed. A, let me take a drink. Ah, that is tasty. Is this cheesy enough for you? Yeah. Is this dad-like enough for you? <laughs> I'd like to thank uh, the Nike Corporation for Ooh. making my sneakers that keep my uh, feet comfortable all day. Awesome, yeah. And I'd just like to thank, um, well, myself for, for you know wanting to do this podcast and actually committing to it. And I want to thank Dan for uh, for giving me, uh, giving me a reason to step back in the studio. I want to thank you, Pierre. This has been so much fun. Oh, uh, you know what? It's just a, it's a thank party. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will see you next time on the next season of Big Papas. Thanks, y'all. Peace. See ya. <laughs> Should have said call Han. There's so much less controversial <laughs> yeah. than Nikes. I'm not even wearing Nikes. Like, he's a Kaepernick supporter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's cool. Nike's cool again. I'm with Cap. Yeah.